I come to you this morning not like I normally do. Normally when I come, I've tried something out on you that I've already preached somewhere else. And today, I'm trying out something on you that I've never preached before. And if you saw me scrambling before church with the Bible, I don't know how to preach out of a Bible anymore. I'm, they call me the picture preacher because I have to have pictures. And so I kind of always do this, and they could not get that thing going this morning, and it messed with my head bad. Just want you all to know that. So will you go to the Lord in prayer with me this morning? Father, we give you praise for being the awesome God that you are. Lord, we know that you love us. Lord, we know that no matter what we face in life, that you're there to help us through whatever crisis or situation or circumstance we may be going through. Lord, I pray for this church. I pray for Pastor Lynn and Sister Tammy. I pray, God, that you will bless them. And for that, Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I know that this word will get out. I just want you all to know why Tammy can't be here today. She's brokenhearted that she just turned 50. <laughs> uh, I love to mess with Tammy. Um, been aggravating that girl for a number of years and if there's anything I like to do I like to get in her head and mess with her and so uh, I'm going to get it all stirred up and then I'm fixing to leave town in a little bit and uh, we'll just go from there to be serious now on a little more serious note there's times that I go through life just like you a lot of times, preachers, people put us on pedestals. But I want you to know that sometimes we have problems just like you. And sometimes this thing right here becomes a battlefield. Sometimes my mind messes with me. Sometimes my wife will look at me and I'll do something and she'll look at me and she says, What was you thinking? Anybody ever been there before? What was you thinking? Well, I might not have been. I was mowing the yard yesterday. And I live on the corner of Poplar Grove and Church Road. Right down the road that you can see from my house is a Baptist church and a Cumberland Presbyterian church. They drove by preparing to bury a young man at 19 years old that had taken his own life. Last week, I was in the funeral home of one of my young sons that I helped get through crisis in their own personal life, but right before he left the jail, his sister, 27 years old, beautiful as she could be, went in her garage and hung herself. I'm telling you, the devil loves to play with your mind. Does anybody agree with what I'm saying? He understands since Jesus came into my heart, 
I know where I'm going to go someday. I'm going to heaven. And I know that Jesus lives in my heart. But sometimes Satan will bring hell to your mind. And he will mess with you. And he will torment you in whatever possible way that he can. And so I get to thinking sometimes whenever I'm dealing with drug addicts and drunks and then church people which sometimes are drug addicts and drunks what is going on in most of our minds in this room right now what are you facing in your own mind if you was to go to Afghanistan to some of those places where war has come, they have signs around fields because in those fields are mines. And if you're not careful, you could step on a mine and it could mess with you bad. And so they put signs around. You can go to church every Sunday. You can lift your hands and give praise to the Lord. You can magnify His holy name, the name that is above every name. But Satan still loves to mess with our minds. In 2011, our church suffered a flood. Water from the Mississippi River, which is 11 miles from my church, because of the flood going on, flooded inside of my church. We had to rebuild the church that we had just remodeled a year before. $110,000 we spent and we had to tear it all out and start all over. I want to tell y'all, as a pastor, that messed with my mind. I lived right next door to the church at that time. Water didn't get in my house, but it got in all my ductwork, my shed. On my front porch was cottonmouth snakes. Yeah. That would be on my porch. My wife was standing inside our fellowship hall, and one uh, pretty good-sized one went by the door as she was there. And Mary, don't shout, but she did that day. It was amazing in all of that. 30-something homes of people that were in my church and how it come against each and every one of us. I would walk out on Sunday mornings. We was having church in our fellowship hall because our, our fellowship hall is four inches taller than our church. And so after the first week and the water started going down, we noticed that we could have church in the fellowship hall, so that's where we did it. But while we were preparing to go to church, there would be people to pull up. I would meet them on the parking lot. I'd been with them all week. We've been trying to help them, and we, we helped all these people move. We've got 
guys in our church that helped me that day that are still having back problems since 2011 because we were in such a hurry to take care of people. When all that was over, I had remodeled, hung sheetrock, finished sheetrock in 11 of my church members' homes. I don't like to share what I'm fixing to share with you, but whenever we got all that done, I had church people to get mad at me because I didn't help them. I helped older people. I helped cripple people was my first deal. But it was amazing how that people turned because you wouldn't help them. I was not charging anything to do what I did. I was just a helping preacher. Whenever I finished, I went into a place that I've never been before, how Satan attacked my mind. People had said and started rumors on me. People had done things. And I thought, Lord, I've worked for you. I've done so much to help you in the crisis. And yet, I'm facing this difficulty in my life. For a year, for a year, I would go in my house after preaching a sermon that my wife said during that time, you preached some of your best sermons. But also in that time, as soon as my day was over, behind the pulpit, I would go back to the house, I would go to my bedroom, shades closed, and I would turn off the light, watch TV and lay in the bed and sleep. The enemy was having a heyday in my mind. I was saved. I knew the Lord. I could go to church on Sunday and I could worship. I could raise my hands. But I was under attack. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been to the place where you knew that the enemy's messing with you? That's where I want to talk to us a little bit about this morning. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. The devil has a plan to mess with you. The devil wants to trick you and to rob you in John 10, 10, it's, or in John chapter 10, it says that the thief cometh not to but kill, steal, and destroy. Satan wants to destroy us. And what Jesus saved, he can't touch. But he can mess with our minds. I wish it wasn't that way. But I listen to other preachers. I read something the other day on Monday, tomorrow, 1,674 preachers will step out of the ministry and give it up. Why? Because Satan messes 
Not only with your mind, but he messes with our mind. Satan's like a roaring lion. Walking about. Seeking whom he may devour. He will mess with us from time to time in our lives. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Two weeks ago yesterday, I preached the funeral of a little baby challenged all the time with tough circumstances we've been there anybody ever been through a crisis or a circumstance in your life and if you're not careful every time that I look on Facebook I've got to where I don't want to look at it anymore because the hospital allowed them to take pictures of this baby change the baby they actually got to stay with a dead baby for three days while she was recovering in the hospital left it in the room with her I've never heard of that but I'm watching a situation right now unfold before me her mother and father go to my church and I see a little girl that's tormented in her mind. Why did God do this? Why did God allow my baby to die? I just said that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I got news for somebody in this house today. Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Whenever you go through a crisis in your life, God didn't create it. He might have allowed it to happen. He might have known everything was going on about it. But I want to tell you that Jesus can turn your life around in just a second. Whatever's going on in your mind, Jesus can set you free today. He can turn your life around. This little girl's lost her peace. This little girl's lost her happiness. I do not like to look at Facebook right now because there's Brittany with this baby. I'm struggling. I talked to dad the other day. He's struggling. I hadn't talked to mom because mom's okay with it right now. Because she's hurting, she's wounded. But I'm telling you, this is what I know. A few years ago, Whenever Kayla and Richard had been married for a little while, they wanted to have a baby. Mary called me at work and she said, hey, we need to get to the hospital. Kayla's having troubles. We got there and I thought my troubles had just started. The girl that I carried to the prom was the doctor. <laughs> I was like, that ain't good. But I listened to Denise, the doctor, tell my daughter and my son-in-law that the baby you've been carrying has miscarried. 
I'm telling you, we go through issues in life and they are challenging. And this is the battle that we fight sometimes. Kayla got pregnant again. And for nine months, she lived in fear. Because the enemy kept telling her, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Well, it didn't. And she had this beautiful little grandson. Don't look nothing like me. But he's mean and mischievous just like me. And I love it. He has that disease called ADHD. And he comes to my house and I give him candy. Just to send him home to torment Kayla. Wasn't long after that, she got pregnant again. Them same lies that the enemy tried to tell her kept coming. Nine months later, Chesley was born. They worked on not having no more, but God had another plan. And here come Chandler. And Lord, did he ever come with a vengeance. The little fella's wild. Anybody ever heard the old statement, wild as a guinea? He is. But I'm going to tell you something. Every time that I look at them, I'm reminded of how good God is. Of his precious, his preciousness that he gives us. I, uh, I preached that funeral the other day. And while I preached that funeral, I told them people, I'm going through, I went through the same thing you have. I know what it's like. I know what you're going through. But Jesus said that I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. And this is the good news that I want to share with you. I got a grandbaby that I never met. That is in heaven. I may have been separated for a season, but one of these days we're going to have a family reunion and everything going to be better. See, you've got to understand when the enemy comes at you, and he will, when he comes at you, you've got to be able to take the word of God and fight back. If not, the enemy will torment your mind. He will mess with you severely. So we need to keep our peace. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, that's Satan, he has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. There are people this morning that didn't come to church and the enemies told them, I live just as good as they live that go to abundant life. I live as good as those live that go to Junction Church. I live as good as those that go to the first church down here. The enemy's telling them everything. And they're listening to the lies, thinking that everything's going to be all right. I deal according to what I've already said. 
I, Pastor Lynn, different pastors, we deal with crisis. Being a chaplain with the sheriff's department, I deal with crisis. And whenever you deal with those crises, you hear all these people, and I, I, want you to, I want you to listen to what I'm, and you've probably heard this yourself, but most people think as soon as somebody dies, they immediately went to heaven. That's the lies that Satan tells. There's only one way to get to Christ. That's by the blood of Jesus. There's only one way that you can make your home in heaven. That's to give your life and surrender your everything to Jesus and follow him. That's where we need to be. That's what we need to do. But the enemy messes with us a lot of times. And then it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto, the, unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Y'all listen to what I'm saying today. I, I drove up here to tell you this. I got a long day ahead of me. Whenever I travel by myself, you know one of the things that I have to do? I have to fill my car full of praise and worship. I have to fill my car with, 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 with preaching. I have to fill my car with something. If I'm not careful, the enemy will talk to me and I will listen. And I'll get caught up in something. He'll tell how bad everything is. Y'all, everything good with me. But if you're not careful, you, the enemy will tell you how bad you are, Steve, at worship. Not true. That's what the enemy wants to tell you. Fight that mess off and get up here and sing like, like the glory is about to fall down at any minute in this place. Are y'all listening to what I'm telling you? On the way home today, if I'm not careful, the Lord will, or, or the enemy will tell me, you made a mess up there today. And I've learned over time to tell him, shut up. Working in a jail, I've learned those words pretty quick. Shut up. <laughs> they don't like it. The devil don't like it. But the devil needs to shut up. He's tormented us and my church and my family and different people that I know long enough. Are y'all with me today? Does this make sense? Be you transformed. Why? I got to renew my mind. I got to tell myself that this is a lie that comes from Satan. I ain't got to listen to this garbage. And that's what it is. Renew your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want the will of God in my life. Me walking around with the devil playing with my mind and me losing the battle and going through uh, my house and going to a bedroom, turning off the lights and, and shutting the shades and sitting in there feeling sorry for myself, that's a lie that the enemy put me through and tormented me with for a year. I don't, I don't want y'all to feel sorry for me because I come out of it. I come out of it. Somebody asked me one time, said, did you ever think about killing yourself? I said, no. The people who started the rumors? 
I didn't say that. Y'all thought it. There was another guy that walked with the Lord that had a problem. In the Living Bible, it says this. Jesus knew on the evening of the Passover day that it would be his last night on earth before returning to his father. During supper, the devil had already suggested to Judas Iscariot. He suggested. What's the devil doing? He's trying to mess with Judas's mind. I want y'all to listen to what I'm fixing to say. There was a game show that was on TV. didn't last long. But it was called, and this woman got on there and made me sick the way she said it. But she said, you are the weakest link. And the devil's coming to try to get to you at your weakest link. What bothers you, brother, may not bother me. And what bothers me may not bother you. But Satan's going to keep trying till he gets it. He's going to keep trying until he tears you down. Pulls you way down. Is this a good sermon or did I miss it? Y'all act like it. You look like a deer caught in headlights. Just... What is Satan suggesting to you right now? Y'all listen. Because I might get on somebody right here. Maybe not. Maybe this just happens in Tennessee. (laughs) But Satan tells a married man. That other woman right there sure looks good. Satan tells. Your kids, for me to be popular, I need to take this drug. For me to be popular, I need to drink this drink. Y'all better listen to what this preacher come from Tennessee to tell you today. We live in a mind field. And if we're not careful, the trap that Satan has set, not only for me, but your kids... Is that your grandson? There's a trap. There's a trap. I pray for my boy. I pray for my daughter-in-law. I pray for my daughter. I pray for my son-in-law, even though he's a Baptist. I pray for my grandkids. Somebody said the other day, Are you ready for Jesus to come back? I said, I sure am. I sure am. They said, you want to go right now? I said, I sure do. I want him to come back and get us right now. You know why? It might be selfish on my part, but all my kids are saved. My grandkids, one of them's 11, two of them's nine. There's one seven, one five, one three. And I believe if the Lord was to come back right now, they're all ready to go. Might be selfish. But I know, I know Satan loves 
to mess with our minds. And in the church, in the church, if we preach sermons like what I'm preaching right now, sometimes people will get upset. We're supposed to be stronger than that. We're better than that. We want to quote scripture. And you're right. But I want to tell you something. That if we're not careful, we'll get behind this game called church that the devil says, you went to church today, you all right. You didn't read your Bible this week, but you went to church, it's okay. You didn't pray at all this week, but I want you to know you did show up at church this morning. You might have been late. Didn't mess with nobody, I hope. Yeah, I do. The devil's messing with us all the time. Do you believe? Do you believe that God can turn your life around? Do you believe that if you're going through torment right now in your mind, that Jesus can set you free? But I will tell you, the devil will suggest as much as he possibly can to get you to where that you can't focus on God. While supper was taking place, out of God's word translation, the devil had already put the idea of betraying Jesus into the mind of Judas. Satan wants to get in your mind he wants to mess with you and then it says Satan entered Judas I come up in 2012 I come up one day out of the bedroom I come up I told Mary, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting out of that bedroom. I'm coming out. She, being the good wife she did, she stirred that spirit back up in me. She said, it's about time. <laughs> and it made me want to get myself right back in there and show her something. But she had been telling me all along, you better get up. You need to get up. You need to get out and do something. So I did. I did. And I want to tell you, if I'm not careful, every once in a while the devil will remind me when I'm tired on a Sunday morning and I'm driving to Kentucky to preach and as soon as I leave here today I can't eat. I know what some of y'all are thinking right now. He don't need to eat. But I can't eat. I can't do anything. Except drive and head to Memphis. Tomorrow. What's that song? I think Stephen. Tomorrow morning when you wake up. I'll be tired. And wore out. 
The devil wants to go after us if he can. He wants to get us so busy that we can't focus. He wants to mess with our minds so bad. But the Bible says that Judas listened to the suggestion. He let the thought get in his mind. A while ago, whenever I came in, Sister Debbie, God bless your heart for being on that door every week. But she opened the door and let me in. If you're not careful, whenever the devil suggests something to you, I'm not saying Sister Debbie's the devil, no way. When the devil suggests something to you and he puts a thought in your mind, if you're not careful, you will open up the door. And let him enter in. Why did they bury a boy by my house yesterday? Why did we marry, bury a little Russian girl last week, 27 years old? Why? Why is a mother down and out? She still got three kids. She's got a kid in heaven. It's the trick that the enemy is trying to tell and get in our minds. And he wants in yours. The enemy wants in your mind today. I'm telling you, I come from Tennessee to Kentucky this morning on a very busy day. But I've come to tell you to shut the door on the enemy. You got to have a coming out party. You need to have a coming out party. I'm coming out of this bedroom. I'm coming out of this depression. I'm coming out of this being down and out. I'm coming out of this being mad at the world. I'm coming out of ever thinking everybody don't like me. I'm coming out of this situation. I'm coming out of this sickness. I'm coming out of this trouble. I'm, anybody got a coming out you want to come out on today and you're sick and tired of the enemy messing with your mind and you ready for Jesus to show you that he's come to give you life and give you more abundant life. We do not as Christians have to walk around like we are defeated anymore. Never have. Y'all listen. I don't like to do this. I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody at this church. This is just my, my folks. They, they need help. There's some that I refuse to ask how you doing. I'm sick as a dog. I can't move. I can't go. My back's hurting. Didn't sleep all night. Are you saved? Yes, sir. But I couldn't get going this morning. Are you saved? Yes, sir. But I'm telling you, I got the worst headache that I've ever seen. Are you saved? See, we forget because the enemy puts so much stuff in our heads that we cannot focus on the Lord. My grandkids get on to me all the time because... They were told not to tell their brothers and sisters this. But I've already told you I like to use this word. But some of y'all learn, need to learn this word to tell the devil to shut up. I've had about all of you I want. 
The Bible also says that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. It also says that is there anything that is too difficult for God. It, always, it also says nothing is impossible for God to do. It also says all kinds of things in the Bible. All that we got to do is just trust in the Lord. You in love with Jesus this morning? Come back to this piano. I'm almost done. Everybody say hallelujah. <laughs> Sing me that song. Be ready. I'm not ready yet. But be ready. I started with a verse in Ephesians chapter 6. And after studying this yesterday, I, I wanted to go to some more of this. And it said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes. The King James Version says the wiles of the devil. Okay? He is strategizing right now how to get you down. He is messing with you right now. But it says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, stand. Do you realize that the devil don't mind you standing a little bit if he knows he can push you over? Get up, brother. Stand up. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why Lord next time let me find a little guy to do that too we stand sometimes but a lot of times we say I'm fixing to do this before we can ever stand our ground the enemy's done pushed us back down are y'all with me stand whenever you've done all to stand stand some more Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, a peace that passes all understanding. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. I'm here to tell you sometimes the devil don't shoot arrows at me. He shoots missiles. It's tough. If you think that this preacher got up here and preached to you today, I'm trying to lift up the devil. No, I'm not trying to lift up the devil any. The God that I serve has already defeated him. And, and my name is written down in heaven. And everything going to be all right for me. But why I'm here, if I'm not careful, and if you're not careful, the devil's going to mess with your mind and torment you all he can. So take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You need that Word in your spirit. You need that Word in your spirit. Will the enemy come against you? He will. Can he defeat you? Not unless you let him. Verse 18 says, and pray in the Spirit. On all occasions. What occasions? All. All occasions. You learn to pray when it's going good. You learn to pray when it's going bad. If we're not careful, all of us will only pray when things are messed up. Y'all know what I'm talking about? 
You let you go through a great trial. Next Sunday, you'll be up here saying, Brother Lynn, will you pray for me? But if everything's good, hey, I've had a free week. Free week. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Then notice this next four words. With this in mind. With this in mind. With this in mind. Put on the whole armor. With this in mind. Understand that I need the shield of faith. To quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And then listen at this last line. With this in mind. Be alert. And always keep on praying for the saints. With this in mind. With this in mind. Y'all, there's some stuff in our heads. There's some stuff that the enemy's put in our heads. Look at the person beside you and tell them it's all in your head. The enemy can mess with us. But I'm here to tell you today. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Will you bow your heads with me all over the house this morning? Oh God, we love you. Lord, the challenge, the challenge of the time that we live in is great. People can say and do whatever they want to do. Words that we thought we had overcome are being used on the news on Facebook. The enemy's doing an all-out attack on the church. On the Christian. And God, I pray that as I've come into this house today, that I will be leaving a house of people that have Jesus in their hearts and Jesus in their mind. God, I pray that, Lord, that whenever we're down, that we will rise up from the occasion of which we are in. The Lord, that every one of us in this room will not just pray for our own situations. Lord, as this last verse says, with this in mind, pray for the saints because we never know what they may be going through. God, today I pray that victory comes to this house. I pray that victory comes to individuals in this place right now. Satan, you're a liar. The truth is not in you. Jesus, 
Wrap your arms of love around this house. Will you stand all over the house with me, please? Will you lift up holy hands?